It's by choice, not by chance, that successful companies have exceptional organizations that are effective and efficient. Their leaders know that all parts of the company must be integrated and aligned, where governance and structure, people and process get as much attention as deals and transactions, key results and deliverables. The ability to quench customer needs in a competitive market depends on it. The tools in this toolbox are essential because of the vaccine they provide against organizational problems, the high stakes of not using them, and the enormous benefit that flows to the bottom line. Collectively, they can be a mainstay of your leadership craft. This is David Gazik with The Essentials, your toolbox for organizational checkups and sustained health. We continue the series with number 19 of 22 short episodes for leaders of an organization and anyone intent on joining their ranks. This episode, the tool of the huh moment, is the fourth of seven on people. We'll look at what to do at those times when someone's comment, behavior, action, or even inaction is inappropriate, unexpected, or hard to make sense of and your instinct is to brush it aside, rather than trust your internal voice and treat it as a warning sign that you take seriously. Let's begin. You know those moments when it's hard to make sense of what someone says or does, or what they don't say or do. They speak or act in a way that's completely opposite of what's expected or appropriate, and it can confound or even startle you and others. You're incredulous, it's a moment of cognitive dissonance, and the voice in your head says, Huh? It could be a behavior that seems incongruent with what's called for in that situation. It may be a meeting or activity that's not unfolding the way it should, or the way you expect. Or maybe someone is silent or doesn't act when they should have spoken up or stepped in. It can happen when a job candidate, seemingly tailor-made for the position, says something strikingly odd. When a reliable colleague doesn't contribute what's needed and expected. When you're on a walkthrough with your production or construction team and you notice obvious problems they didn't catch. When you expect critical thinking from someone on your management team and their input lacks substance and relevance. When you think someone had taken care of an issue and it resurfaces. When an individual you trust says they'll follow up and they don't. And when you point out a potential problem and the person you're counting on makes light of it and doesn't seem concerned. In that moment, you're not sure what to make of what just happened because it feels so unexpected or out of character. You often don't have the time or presence of mind to process your reaction so you may not have the mental or emotional clarity to talk with that person or someone else about it. You second-guess yourself, thinking if you bring it up, you could risk the possibility of making something out of nothing, creating friction, or facing embarrassment. It's easy to treat the moment as a quirk or a one-off, even if it happens again, because it conflicts with what you believe and what you want to believe. 
So you opt to play it safe and do nothing. You want to convince yourself that what you heard and observed is an anomaly and won't happen again. But that often turns out to be magical thinking, because your huh moment can be the foreshadowing of an issue that surfaces later as a larger, more complicated set of problems. If you turn the other cheek and it happens again, you may look back and wish you had followed through on your instincts at the first sign that something was off. If you had, you might have helped avoid considerable disruption to your team, your project, and your organization. But it takes courage to pause and have enough trust in your instincts to talk about what happened with the person, their supervisor, or another colleague, knowing it could turn out to be a false alarm. For you or anyone in your organization to muster that courage, there must be a shared willingness to trust and act on your internal voice. So everyone knows it's okay to treat it as a warning sign, even if what happened does turn out to be an anomaly. That mindset can only be embraced and practiced in a psychologically safe environment, where you and your leadership team encourage everyone to follow their instincts, speak up, ask questions, share ideas, and challenge the statements and opinions of others without fear or risk of reprimand and backlash. That feeling of safety lets you create an organization that's more transparent, nimble, and responsive, where you're expected to take constructive steps to face and follow up on your huh moments. When you and others do, it better equips you and your organization for early detection and prevention of potential problems, so you can avoid greater problems down the road. The information that you're able to share and gather in the process gives you and your fellow leaders the opportunity to be proactive and preemptive. It may lead you to take corrective steps to address deficits in leadership, management, or even certain core competencies, to make needed accommodations to reflect changes in someone's life circumstances that may be resulting in unproductive behavior, to reassign or remove someone or shift their responsibilities to focus on their strengths and avoid putting them in situations where they're uncomfortable or lack sufficient capability, to revisit your company core values to ensure greater buy-in and alignment, or to do a better job of screening and vetting job candidates to identify potential problem areas down the road. Treat your huh moment like a fleeting moment of physical pain. When that pain is troubling, you're apt to go to a doctor to make sure it's not a symptom of something brewing below the surface that could get bigger down the road. Use that same judgment and discretion with people and follow up on your huh moments so you can rule out or catch potential problems and keep your company healthy. Next week's episode is on the tool of conflict resolution. We'll look at how resolving conflict is a process of shifting your mindset from an entrenched either-or position to the relationship, where you recognize the counterproductive pattern of your actions and reactions, examine the lens through which you both see the issues, and restructure past thinking so you can reframe your approach 
disrupt the pattern, and potentially find common ground. For a written version of this episode, go to gazeatconsulting.com forward slash resources. If you'd like to talk about putting this or any of the tools into practice, you're welcome to email me for an initial consultation at no charge. My email is david at gazeatconsulting.com. Thank you for listening and for the privilege of your time.